Welcome to another edition of the You Tell Me What I Just Said podcast. I am Johnny, the outsider. He is the one, the only. Jimmy Butler should have never took that three. The <laughs> luchador kid. Yeah, as you can tell on this show that we, we always spit out the facts and that right there. Is 199% factual. Jimmy Butler should not have taken that three, even though he didn't have anybody around him, which was just a shocker, really. Like, I'm surprised that he missed it, but well, he blew it, dude. Well, it's, it's, it's tough to pull up on after full speed and just pop a three. Like, it's not... <laughs> I, I know the NBA is built on the three now, yeah. but it's still got to be... Arguably one of the toughest shots to be going full speed and pull up and shoot. Like you don't have time to set, you don't have time to stop. I I was like, holy crap, he's gonna run right through Horford for the the game tying layup. Right. And uh, as soon as he stopped, I was like, oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, so sorry, me and the boys in the group that were talking at the time were like, oh my god, <laughs> like come on, yeah. dude. Like, that's a perfect matchup if you're Jimmy Butler. Like, you drive, you're going to get fouled by Horford, or you're going to get an easy layup. Um, and I know he was he was the only one scoring for the Heat pretty much all night. Mm-hmm. That is Kyle Floppery, which <laughs> uh, that guy is the biggest scam artist. He got trying to get rid of DeMar DeRozan, and they kept him. And then he gets, somehow gets traded to Miami and he's making a boatload of money for what? <laughs> I mean Yeah, I didn't so see him do sh- anything. So right? he can show, show off that dump truck there in Miami. <laughs> that's about the only, only thing uh, Twitter was talking about was those, those flap kicks. You know, all cheeked up. But, all cheeked yeah. up in Miami. He fits right in, man. I, I think my favorite comment was Kyle Lowry getting off the bus like he just got a fresh Brazilian butt lift. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Whenever I saw that cat, he was laying down on the floor. Every anytime I would, you know, turn away from my phone or stop talking to the kids, like he was just not doing anything. So I mean, I, I think at one point he was shooting two for eight, but he had eleven points because of all the flopping. Which, I mean, some of those are just criminal to be got away with. But did know, he, it, did he contribute good. to the Toronto championship at all, or was that all just Kawhi and? Who else? Pretty much quiet and spicy peep. Uh, okay. Yeah. And um, I guess Fred Van Fleet was pretty pretty consistent at that time, too. Um, but, yeah, otherwise, I mean, Kyle Lowry just rubbed the coattails again. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I, I just, man, hats off to him. Uh, only it's, the NBA is really, I mean, you had him, then you had Chandler Parsons. Like, there's some guys in the NBA that fleece teams pretty hardcore with a big contract. Mm. And uh, shout out to them for getting paid. But uh, unfortunately, like, I, I was pulling for Jimmy Butler 
um, put the whole team on his back in the series. And um, just feel bad for him, but I like Jason Tatum a lot. So Yeah, Jason Tatum's really good. I don't know. I was really impressed with him. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, I really like just the kid. <laughs> It's just tough that, like, I, I thought the game was over. I, I'd actually taken Audrey upstairs and gotten ready for bed. Mm-hmm. Just happened to look over the banister upstairs, and my brother was watching the game still. And it's like, oh, crap, it's a four-point game. And next thing you know, it's a two-point game. I'm like, oh, man, if they can get a stop here. And then, like I said, for them to get that fast break, have the matchup you want with Jimmy Butler and Horford. and I, Maybe Jimmy Butler just realized, like, I can't do this for another four, five, six, seven games and made a business decision. See ya. I'm out. I mean, based on the stories in Philadelphia, I don't that um who knows i might have just trying to hit that wall and said peace out right well so now it's golden state and the celtics in the finals so warriors are going to win this shit right well they're basically basically kind of the same team Mm -hmm. um like i think bam out of bio could have feasted in the paint because I don't really know that Kevin Looney can really handle Adebayo, but I mean Kevin Looney and Al Horford is pretty much like an even matchup. Obviously Horford can shoot the three. Kevin Looney is more of like going to pound in the paint, but I don't really see a mismatch there. Uh, Jalen Brown and Steph Curry are basically the same player except Steph Curry can shoot the ball better. Jalen Brown hit some pretty pretty important threes. Yeah, yeah, uh, Clay Thompson. I guess we'll see how recovered he is from the injury. I assume he'll be on Jason Tatum. But I, I think the Warriors bench. Um, Jordan Poole is re- looking really nice coming off the bench. Uh, I think Gary Payton, the second, is coming back this series. <sighs> yeah. I, we talked about it on the podcast, but Pritchard for uh, the Celtics just reminds me of a Isaiah Thomas, like little guy that eventually going to get figured out and kind of going to struggle thereafter. But he's got a nice stroke from three, but yeah. I don't know that he brings a whole lot more to, yeah, okay, to the table. I guess I don't know who has home court advantage. Celtics. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown haven't played so well at home this, this playoffs, but so maybe that plays a factor. They've actually done better on the road, but I don't. I don't think it's going to be any one-sided finals. I guess we'll put it that way. They, both teams match up pretty well with each other. Sweet, sweet. Can't wait to start watching that. When does that start? Mm, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, Thursday. 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 Okay. Yeah. Nice. That's gonna be a good time. Yeah, yeah. Don't think we knew anything about any sports other than football, wrestling, and MMA. Yeah. What's up, fools? Dropping (laughs) dropping those nuts. Don't ask us to talk baseball though. (laughs) I I I think the Yankees are good. Pitch clock. Frank 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 Franco Lindor Lindor. I don't know. Lindor. Francisco no, Lindor. No, no, the Wander Franco. That's who it is. The hot shot rookie. That's uh, the only name I know. And Fernando Tatis and uh, uh, Tim, Tim Natani. White Sox. Uh, yeah. 
from the angels right <laughs> yeah yeah and he, he bryce hyper and then the other guy for the angels you know that guy the one dude max scherzer jason verlander if he's still around kyle hendricks pitcher for the cubs i will, I will say I will say I did get to watch Albert Pujols pitch the ninth inning for the Cardinals. That was pretty cool. Oh, when you went to Boston? Uh, I don't know who they. I don't remember who they were playing. Okay. I just know they were up like fourteen to one, and they're like, "Oh, no way, this team will come back." And then he gives up, I think, a two or three run home run. That's like, oh crap, they're going to pull Pujols. Mm. But then Kevin Min eventually got the final out. And that was kind of cool to see. But, or was it? Wait, yeah. where did you see that at? Was that in Chicago or because I know you went to Boston for a game? Boston. Uh, Boston. Uh, yeah, I went to Boston, New York game at Fenway Park. Okay, right. that's what I was. All right. Cool shit. Ah, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Boston. Oh yeah, I think I think you said that, yeah. But no, I, I went I took to the boy to go see the South Bend Cubbies, and that was pretty exciting. You know, we saw some broken bats, some home runs. Couldn't drink any alcohol, you know, because I have to be the responsible father that everybody knows that I am. Yeah, I know, right? Troy got trashed, but I mean. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you were at least a responsible baby. Yeah. Yep, yep. So dad. No, it was it was actually it was just a great time, you know. Just it just felt right to take him to that. So by the way, Troy Troy is like 27 in dog year or so. Yeah, yeah. As a person, as a person not old enough, but if we count him as a dog. He's one of our dogs. <laughs> Where are my yeah, dogs at? Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah, man. So yeah, we're just kidding. We don't. We don't condone underage drinking on this podcast. Yeah, of course. We're responsible. We're responsible adults. Don't drink and drive and all that other stuff. Being responsible, I guess now we can get in the meat and potatoes. So that we <laughs> completely. Uh, not a lot to talk about. Uh, we kind of probably talked about the most we're going to talk about by breaking down NBA surprisingly, but um, we'll jump into the Steelers. Uh, they released a depth chart for quarterbacks. Mr. Trubisky's leading the way with um, your boy Mason, number two, and the verdict is out on Kenneth Green. I mean, Kenny Pickett at number three currently. Um, obviously, the kid we got from Memphis is number four. Of course. But, I mean, I guess I guess he might be be able to beat out. I, I think a lot of people thought he would beat out Mason, but if Kenny's number three, that's what they did with Ben when he came into the league. Remember, it was Tommy Maddox, and then uh, I don't even Touchdown, remember. Touchdown, Tommy. Was it? Was it? Um, was Cordell Stewart still on the team at the time? I don't think so. I think it was. I want to say it was either Byron Leftwich or Charlie Batch. I'm sorry, people. I just. My memory is super foggy no, at the moment. No, no, Charlie Batch came in later. He was yeah, in look. For a while. Yeah, but he wasn't a backup for Steelers at that time, man. Who was when, it? When Ben was a rookie? Yeah, look it up right now. Let's look it up so we at least we get our facts straight. See, guys, sorry. You know, it's foggy. It's Memorial Day. Shout out to our troops and stuff, you know. Um, you know, thank you for your service and all that great, you know, accolades that you guys so deserve. But... Yeah, man. Uh, I I know he was. Can you find, can you find the depth chart for Ben's rookie season? Was it two thousand four? dude, we are terrible right now. Well, you know, that's what happens when you come after a long weekend. Yeah, two thousand four. Yep, yep. So he would have been. 
Let's see here. Let's see here, guys. Let's go to the roster. Let's go to the so roster. Tommy Maddox. It was Tommy Maddox, Brian St. Pierre. Brian St. Pierre. Who, who is that? Man, we, I didn't realize we drafted Willie Parker in 2004, too. It's Willie Parker. I guess, yeah, I don't think he was. I don't think he was. He's uh, an undrafted free agent. Who, Willie Parker? Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't think he made a lot of noise until like his, a couple of seasons into the, you know, his career. But, but the point stands that <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger was number three on the death chart his rookie year, and then Tommy got hurt, and then I don't know what happened to the, the other dude. But then Ben came in and lit it up, and he never looked back, man. We also so, had Deuce Staley in two thousand four. Deuce Staley. Yeah, the 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 or the Eagles running back, Deuce Staley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, sure. So I mean, I know you want to put a lot of stock into these OTA depth charts, you know, so you can pat yourself on the back, which you could deservedly so because you called Trubisky. But oh, we'll see what happens, man. I'm ho- I'm holding out hope that Kenny Pickett overtakes Mason because I mean he should. I think maybe. I don't know. Mason allegedly Mason has more history with the Steelers offense, but I mean, if he's stepping into a new offense with Matt Canada and the playbook is finally fully open, then, you know, I think, I think um, all three guys have a shot become a starter, you know, since, since you had me going down this rabbit hole, our linebackers that year were Kendrell Bell. Hell yeah. James Ferrier. Ooh. Larry Foot. Larry Foot. Joey Porter. Joey Porter, man. Man, what a time to be alive for that. I know, dude. James Harrison, yeah. Studs all over, man. Defensive line, we had Brett Kiesel, Aaron Smith, Kimo Von Olaf, and mm-hmm. Casey Hampton. Mm-hmm. The boys. I know, right? <laughs> like, it can take a time machine back and snatch a couple of those guys. <laughs> Give me Casey Hampton and <laughs> Uh, uh, obviously, defensive backs we had your boy oh Ike Taylor, the Shea Townsend. I'll take the, the Shea Townsend, man. Give me, give me him back. Jeff Reed was a kicker. Uh, we did have Charlie Bass, he was just on injured reserve that year, so you're right. <laughs> oh man, man, he, he played forever. 15 years. I mean, granted, he was a backup, obviously. But. <laughs> yeah, just a pretty good backup for, you know, for the time we had him. Like, I remember us watching yeah. that Ravens game where Ben was hurt, right? And there was Charlie Batch, and then he ended up winning it. So, yeah, good times, man, good times. Man, that was a long time ago, like, what, 10-plus years ago? His last season was 2012, so, yeah, 10 years ago. Jeez, oh, man, we are old, dude. Oh, we're getting up yeah, there. It hurts. It hurts. Mm. Um, but yeah, so obviously it's OTA, so who knows how much stock you can put into them. I, I, just, it's just fun to talk about. Nothing, right, really, right. <laughs> nothing really to go with. So we're just trying to put this uh, chicken shit into chicken salad and make it taste good for you. Yeah, but, yeah, that's what we do. But, you know, it's always fun to say, like, if he wins us out, I don't know. We, we talked about it. If he wins it out, he's still screwed. He still doesn't have an O line. Although me and my brother started a Madden season in uh, Madden 2022, and Kendrick Green pancaked the crap out of like 
five people. So. Don't give me hope, man. <laughs> Don't give me hope. What, did you see that they moved him to left guard? Or they moved him to... Wasn't he a right guard? I, I think he was a left guard in college, but it was really lackluster because why would you draft a guy who wasn't that not, not technically sound and try to move him to center? Well, we've already talked about that. We've beaten that dead horse a million times. But I guess they're having him battle it out with Dotson, I think, for the backup spot or starting. But, I mean, come on. Come on, dude. Like, that's That that spot's a mess because you don't know what you're going to have in Dotson if he's going to show up the training camp in shape because, you know, he was being harped on last year about his conditioning. And then you're throwing Kendrick Green in say, there. I'm like, come on. I was going to say, according to Dotson, he made some mistakes last year that he's going to get corrected this year. So, I mean, that's those are great things to say, but you know, like you and I talked about it. Like we don't like we don't care what you say; we care what you do on the field. And uh, you know, I, I and I guess the rumblings around the other Steeler, you know, fans and Twitter pages is that like the kid from Chicago. I can never remember his last name. Daniels McDaniel's. Oh, McDaniel's. Yeah, like yeah. they're they're saying that he is the best offensive lineman on the Steelers roster right now. That's that's scary. And they're looking. They but want him. I mean, to, I mean, I mean, being the best offensive lineman on a line that is trash isn't. I mean, right? How much stock can he actually put into that? You know. Right, and they're. I guess they're giving him compliments of how he's taking up the leadership role, which makes sense because he's a veteran and he's a young veteran coming into like a kind of a hectic offensive lineman room, but I mean, you know, we'll see how that pays off. Right. Yeah. I mean, speaking of guys, say, say one thing and do another. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think of your boy Claypool coming out and saying how he doesn't care what people say he's still trying to be the best wide receiver to ever do it yeah well i i just know that he, like he has the capabilities we've already talked about it like this rookie season was stellar um i just hope that you know matt canada utilizes them the right way because like you can pretty much put that kid anywhere like in the slot on the outside um he can do it and do it all but he's just got to work on that boneheaded shit that he does like jumping for like the balls and stuff like times when you can just like not do that and you know have a better success after the catch but you know that's just like the little things he's got to work on and obviously the maturity stuff like we've already talked about it the finger pointing at the end of the catch against the vikings just dumb stuff like that like getting agitated at the defensive back like getting like you know you know getting fired up and getting a personal foul or something like the stuff like that he just needs to clean up but if he does he could he could be here for a long time right like you would would you sign okay let's say this what if okay chase claypool has a great season would you sign him over deontay johnson yeah right yeah i mean mean, another thing that happened during my madden season was deontay johnson dropped a bunch of balls so (laughs) um reminds me that that that's who he is that's what he does um so Absolutely. Yeah, and like Chase Claypool is just like a freak, right? Like a, he's strong, strong as hell. Like you know he can just bulldoze through people, right? Like if you put him in the slot, 
or having run some insider outs or anything like he's just going to destroy some some people and i just hope they go back to that because he's kind of like he's deceptively fast i would say like he's a long strider so like you just got to get him going man and i think that's probably your best bet with him but i would yeah i would i would take chase claypool over deontay sorry deontay and any other Steeler fans i disagree but not really i don't really care what you guys think <laughs> just like chase claypool Look. says <laughs> There's a lot of things I can prove this year because I, outside, I guess outside of Mason, they got two young quarterbacks. I guess not young, I guess because Trubisky's probably older. Hmm. Although Mason, maybe Mason and uh, uh, Pickett are pretty close in age. I don't, I don't know how old Mason is, but um, yeah, I think you're right. I think he's twenty five. 25, 26, 26. So he's what, two years older? Two years older than Pickett and a year younger than Trubisky. Yeah. So it's like right between them. But, you know, they got two new quarterbacks coming in. So they can make a big splash with them and kind of revamp this offense and set a new tone. Like, this is who we Mm-hmm. And that receiving core now. Um, unfortunately, since um, Juju's gone, which is tough. But Sad. <sighs> what could have been? <laughs> He's over there watching Real Madrid win championships. Um, oh, he was over there? Yeah, he posted on his Snapchat. What? Man. So, yeah, he's over in Paris right now, but there was. But. Nice. nice, man. Shout out to Madrid for winning, what, their 14th championship? Uh, 100,000, yeah. yeah. 14, that sounds right. <laughs> uh, yeah. They, they really got to step up and kind of set the way because, like we talked about, there's no old line there, so they're going to have to step up. They're going to – I mean – Joe Burrow showed that you can win if your wide receivers are good enough with no O-line, but it's really going to come down. Sorry. <laughs> I have Mason Rudolph pulled up, and there's a picture of him with his face mask taken off and that helmet, and then a picture of him about to get clubbed over the head by Miles Garrett. Pretty much <laughs> his career as a stealer, right? Oh, yeah, pretty much. Poor kid just got his ass kicked. It's getting molly left and right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they're going to have to step up and really help out their, their quarterbacks because we don't have them out in the draft. So that's what it basically comes down to. Hopefully, we, hopefully, uh, like, I don't even, even want to hope for, or like, this just sounds lame, but like an undrafted guy or maybe Omar Khan, since he's the new Steelers GM. I don't think we talked about that, but Omar Khan was named the new Steelers GM along with Anthony Weidel as his assistant GM, came over from the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Weidel obviously has a great resume. Like he worked with the Baltimore Ravens and Ozzie Newsom, and then did great things with Philadelphia Eagles, like helped build the roster that won a Super Bowl. So that's really exciting. I mean, hopefully he continues to bring the success over here uh, with Omar Khan as a new GM. But, uh, but uh, Omar Khan, hopefully they – maybe they do something they – you know, formulate a trade 
for a decent offensive lineman to bolster it up a little. Cause I just can't imagine going into the season with this O-line, you know, like as revamped as it is right now, like I just can't see not having just like at least one like proven solid guy, you know? Yeah. So we'll see how that, how that goes, but yeah. Shout out to Omar Khan. Congratulations on the new Steeler, Steeler GM position. Uh, hopefully we only can go up from here. Uh, shout out to Brandon Hunt because he went over to the Philadelphia Eagles and he was my guy that I was kind of hoping to take over the spot, but I'm definitely not disappointed in what the Steelers have done so far to address those positions. You know, um, it seems like, the, you know, they're homegrown guys or Omar Khan's been with the Steelers for like, I think 20 years. So, I mean, it, it was a nice inside hire. I know how me and you harp on some, sometimes the hiring from within, but I think this was probably the best choice that they could have made. Because some of the other candidates weren't that great, like Doug Whaley, the kid, the guy from Buffalo, who's not really, not really. He's the guy who said that Jack, Jack Ham would be a special teamer in today's NFL. So that kind of tells you all you need to know, I think, in my opinion. Like if you're yeah. gonna say that, yeah. like that guy, like that guy is a special teamer, man. Like, are you sure you know what you're doing? Like, I know that there are some exceptions and stuff, but I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> like that's just insane to say. But yeah, man. So. I'm kind of, I'm really liking the direction the Steelers are headed right now. Um, like I said, maybe they do something with the O-line. Maybe they make some trades in the middle of the season because, you know, I think Anthony Weidel had his, had his hand in a lot of trades and stuff. And, you know, maybe they could bring somebody in. Hopefully they don't, they don't get rid of Minka and they need to freaking sign that guy to a new contract before Derwin James or Jesse Bates gets their, gets their big contract, you know, because like as soon as those guys sign, because that, they're arguably top five safeties in the league along with Minka, but for some reason, everybody loves Derwin James. I think he's been injured three seasons since he's been in the league, you know? So, yeah. if, you know, if they want to make him the highest paid safety, like you want to get Minka right now while you still can for like, obviously you give the man his money. Like, you know, he deserves to be the highest paid safety, but like do it now before it's like a ridiculous amount. So yeah, that's <laughs> sorry. I need to go off on no, that. No, no, that's fine. No, that's fine. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta hit him with the facts. You're yes. passionate, clearly. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit him. Yeah, that's what I do. Let him have it. Sign Minka. You know, I mean, he's one of your core defensive do it, players. Do it right? now. What you, are you you'd, waiting for? <laughs> you'd feel sign him. Sign him down. Yeah. You Arnold, I don't know, Arnold can. You're Arnold, what are you doing, man? You're taking a break from a movie role, but do you, it. <laughs> son of a bitch, Minka, you son of a bitch, Minka, find the contract, you son of a bitch. Oh, dude, with a cigar in his mouth, that'd be dope. Oh, that would be balling. But, but you'd sign Minka, I, right? I, <laughs> you'd yeah, sign no, for sure. I would. I mean, like, like, how could you not sign him? You know, I like, think you have to. You have to. Like, he's what uh, your your best defensive back. Like, you could say that easily, right? Like, your best, your best secondary I mean, player. Assuming Killer Witherspoon isn't a one hit wonder, like maybe he gives him a run for his money. But uh, I can't think of anybody else unless Levi Wallace is mm. some, you know, sneaky good player or Trey Norwood takes a big second leap, like. Right. I think I think you got TJ, Cam, Minka. Yep. Those are the, the staples of your defense right now. Yep. Especially since uh Tuit's still not coming to OTAs. So right. Voluntary OTAs. Uh, 
I don't know, dude. Like yeah. I, I keep hearing like I know oh, it's voluntary. I, I, I know it's voluntary, but like he missed the whole entire year, so right. I hope he comes back, man. Because if they, if we had that guy back along with Tyson, like you know, you're looking at a great defense. Hopefully, Devin Bush, like we talked about it before, but hopefully he comes back to form along with Miles Jack. You know, like Miles yeah. Jack had a kind of a not really a stinker, but like a kind of a pedestrian year last year. But you and Miles Jack was saying like he wanted to come to Pittsburgh because of Brian Flores, which is another great offseason hire that the Steelers did. So just curious to see how all those guys mesh together, you know? Yeah. I, if Miles Jack pans out, Devin Bush has an okay year. Do you resign Bush or do you move on? Oh, man. I would probably move on. You know, I don't know, man. That's kind of it's a contract year, so it's tough, right? Like, yeah, it's tough because, like, if he comes out and performs, like, let's say, let's say he just had an off year from missing the season last year and comes back to form, and he's not going to pull a Bud Dupree and just get paid and then kind of disappear until it's time to get paid again, <laughs> like. We really want to get tied up in a bush when we got to sign Minka Fitzpatrick, and maybe if, like I said, if Miles Jack falls out, like you might want to consider keeping him around, right? Stuff, man. You want to put something into a head case like Devin Bush? We need to draft Soul's Soul's brother, man, from Oregon. That's the linebacker that I'm really eyeing in an upcoming draft, but that's for another day. That's for another day, man. So, you know, it is what it is. My favorite saying. It is what it is. Right, right, right. right. Um, have you heard anything about Kenny Pickett and OTAs? No, no, no. Just that he's as advertised. <laughs> so uh, you know, it's just he's as advertised, man. He can sling the ball. Advertised by who? Everybody, man, all over the tabloids, uh, you know, all your draft beatniks. That was a terrible beatniks. I don't even know what I'm saying right now, dude. I, people are just saying that he can throw the ball. Of course he can. He's a quarterback, you know. <laughs> like, what do you want him to do? Hand it off? Um, obviously, I don't know. Like, they're talking about his confidence and stuff. So, just, you know, nice pleasantries that you would say for a quarterback that you, that you drafted in the first round. You can't you want to go out there and be like, man, he's dog shit. He can't throw for shit. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's lost. He can't read defenses. We picked him off like seven times. Even though a hot dog vendor and the water boy picked him off from Bobby Boucher back there. I mean, he should at least be higher than Mason Rudolph if you drafted him number one, right? I don't know, dude. I don't. I just. I, I think on another team, yeah. Like, cause you know, like this is our starter. But like with the moves that the Steelers made with signing Trubisky and then giving Mason that contract last season. The beginning of last season, they signed him for like a two-year extension, or was the the year before? Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> but like again, again, it's the OTA depth chart. It'll, it'll all sort itself out when training camp and preseason rolls around. So, I mean, I just if I mean if he looks like shit <laughs> like in training camp and preseason, then we got a we got a real problem. And the things that you and I have been talking about <laughs> all off season. Uh, we'll just be able to pat ourselves on the back reluctantly. Let's say it gets picked off by Devin Bush. 
Then what? Oh, man. I think it gets picked off by Justin Lane. Oh my! I'm, I would th- I would quit this podcast. I, I'm done. See you later, man. They I, did you see that they even had Justin Lane on like starting cornerback? They're like, like he's like the guy that they're predicting to be starting. Like really? Yeah, James Pierre really let us down last year, and oh. Cam Sutton didn't light light the world on fire. But there's no way that he out. I don't know. It has to be a kilo, as of now. Akilo, Cam. We I might even throw Trey there before Pierre. Yeah. Um, he had moments at least last year as a rookie, and his worst moments were when he was counting on Trail Edmonds. So that's uh-huh. not his fault. That's not his fault. Um, then James Pierre, then Justin Lane, right? Like, yeah. I yeah. mean, and that's that's without Levi Wallace. Like, I don't know where he fits into all this, but. I mean, he might even be number three, maybe number two, maybe number two over Cam Sutton. Um, uh, let's trade. Let's trade um, Terrell Edmonds during the season. Pittsburgh, come on! I know we're going to get a lot of shit for it because he's a young guy and he knows the defense. But I don't. Does know. he know the defense? Yeah, I'm exactly. Sure he looks lost out there. Right. Like, we got um, a new defensive coordinator. Does he know the defense? He didn't right. know the old defense. He's going to figure out the new one? Yeah, you know, he's a, a book rat. He'll figure it out, playbook rat. But, I mean, seriously, though, like, I, I just wonder how how, how much uh, backtracking they're going to do when they when they see Terrell Edmonds give up the game-winning touchdown because he's out of position or something. Like, they're gonna, What they're going to do is blame Trey Norwood. And, like, if you watch, if you watch, it's because – <laughs> Trell Edmonds is going to go hang out with Minka, real safety. It's true. Yeah, he always goes over there. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, yeah. I don't know if we should keep bashing Terrell Edmonds. I mean, we could, no. but, you Listen, know, let's save it's it for like the O-line. Time. Like, yeah, we've, we beat them into the ground. Why, why do we need to beat? <laughs> I mean, the damage is done. We already resigned him. So it's not like talking trash on him right. going to get him to go away. And if you guys want to get your 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 head full of us trash talking Terrell Edmonds, just check out the other previous episodes because during the season, because I feel like almost every episode of any of the games, the Broncos game. Oh, well, was it the one where he's which one? The Broncos and Jets game. I think it's the only 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 time we could ever say anything nice about him. But okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. It's more to do with the Broncos and Jets than him. Facts and the Jaguar game. We had two oh, yeah, maybe, maybe the Jaguars, not the Jets, sorry. <laughs> when he intercepted Jake Lofton or whatever, Josh Lofton. <clears throat> Some dude, hot dog vendor, quarterback. That's our go-to insult, so <laughs> feel free to <laughs> chat that one down, fans. <laughs> you can use it anywhere. It applies to everyone, even your coworkers. So don't be afraid to throw it out there at work either. There you go. <laughs> oh, man, we're terrible. Anything else you want to add to the Steelers, man? I uh, know we actually went further into so far. We every time been dude. going. I thought I thought our longest segment was going to be AEW, but um, we are still talking about everything else other than AEW. So, oh man, here we go. Let's get to it, man. Let's get to it. The only reason we're talking about AEW is because they had their WrestleMania this year or this weekend. I think it's a WrestleMania. Who knows? They have what four pay per views a year. 
Yeah, something like that. Is there SummerSlam? I, I don't know. I wonder if they're for whatever. I assume this is because, like, everything I saw leading up to this was talking about this is how it all got started three years ago. So, um, which they kept talking about Sammy Guevara's outfits. And this year he came out dressed, I guess, as Skeletor, and Tay Conti was whatever Skeletor's wife, girlfriend is from He Man. I don't, I don't know, man. <sighs> Super cringe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, obviously the big news from this weekend was MJF, and we'd be remiss if we didn't cover that. And I'm just going to throw it out like this. I have no problems with Sasha and Naomi standing up for themselves. I have no problem with MJF standing up for themselves. I think if you agreed to an obligation, you carry it out. So... I think Sasha and Naomi should have carried out their match on Monday and then told them, like, we're not showing up until you fix it. And likewise, I think MJF has to show up uh, for the meet and greet. He agreed to it. Um, but credit where credit's due, MJF showed up and did the job for Wardlow. Uh, with all that being said and out of the way, the biggest takeaway for me is, like, everyone said, like, oh... MJF is being selfish. It's all about money for him. And um, he doesn't respect the business and da-da-da. And you and me talked about this, okay? Uh, from I don't, I've watched more AEW. I haven't seen all of it. But from what I've seen, uh, everyone assumes it's a contract thing. But every time I see MJF, he's doing the job for uh, like Chris Jericho. So he gets to win over him. And then the... the the, the end-all, end be-all match, uh, Inner Circle goes over Pinnacle. Um, then he has a match with Jericho where he has, and it's the exact same storyline, they're repeating the exact same storyline with Wardlow right now, where Chris Jericho has to go through like the gauntlet, and he, of course, gets through the gauntlet, and they even do like the 10 lashings, and he gets through the 10 lashings, and then he gets the match with... MJF and then he wins that. Uh, then he goes into the feud with CM Punk and he gets a win, uh, but it by schmoz and then he ends up losing the feud by CM Punk getting the win over him. And then we come up to the Warlord thing. <laughs> what, what do you know? He loses again. So I think for him, like it's got to be frustrating that everyone agrees you're the best mic work. Uh, your character actually stands out like. Pretty much everybody in AEW is the same character, just different. I don't know, ring attire. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I guess like Omega or uh, Hangman at least stands out because he pretends to be a cowboy. But um, yeah, <laughs> yes. otherwise it's like CM Punk stands out because he's old. Uh, well, not really because Chris Jericho's old. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> there's that. Um, Wardlow is just. Powerhouse Hobbs with less muscle. Like, he doesn't look as impressive. He has a man bun. Um, MJF, like, character-wise, he stands out. Wrestling-wise, he stands out. Like, he can do it all. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I would say that that's probably where the frustration comes in, is, like, he, he keeps having to, at least, I guess at least Wardlow is, you know, homegrown talent. It's not Chris Jericho and, and CM Punk that he's putting over. Is old timers, but I have to imagine at some point 
Like if he he loses a few to Warlock, where does he go from here? You know? Yeah. Yeah. What is he gonna do now? You can't put him in. You can't put him in the world title picture, obviously, because they lost. Which it doesn't sound like that's what they're gonna do with Warlock either. So, I mean, I don't know. My my point is, I I just don't know why people are so quick to defend Sasha and Naomi and then say like MJF is a selfish piece of crap when like we don't know any answers for his everything we know about Sasha and Naomi is all he said she said stuff backstage like we haven't even heard from Sasha and Naomi as far as I'm concerned or as far as I know mm-hmm. um, likewise Tony Khan was asked about it and he refused to talk about it so he had a chance he loves to talk about everything but uh, for some reason this is one thing he keeps his mouth shut on must be the coke hadn't kicked in yet but <clears throat> yeah, yeah yeah i i i don't know man i like you were saying i don't know what what you do with mjf now like obviously like you said he's been losing like most of the major fuse he's been in um i don't know like for people that like to talk and about and be, go ahead to be clear i don't care about like what he did before like we're talking about in the present and in the present his last three major feuds like i know he had a match with darby allen that he won but i mean whatever whatever was that like i, I don't think it was that big of a build-up his major feud have been with chris jericho he lost sam punk he lost now obviously Wardlow. so it's not about what you <laughs> it's what you've done lately right, right. so He's a young guy, so he doesn't have a whole lot. And even the few, the stuff he did early on in his career, like he beat the acclaimed, yeah, I guess. Like acclaim or just uh, regardless. Sorry, it, it just says I don't know why. It's just as frustrating when WWE wastes like these, these talented guys and give the belts to like Goldberg. Like that's basically what CM Punk is at this point. This old timer that claimed that he was coming in to put over talent, and now he's got the heavyweight championship. So has, who he, has he put? Yeah, who, who has, has he put, put over? over? Yeah, who? Who? Like I can't think. Like all, all I've all I've seen CM Punk do is just like win, <laughs> win against yeah. people. Like and <laughs> a lot of like a lot of people like to take shots at WWE, like you said, like for squashing young guys, but like. Like, what is CM, isn't that what CM Punk has been doing since he arrived in AEW? Like, it's supposed to be, like, this big thing where, like, oh, we're going to use CM Punk to help elevate other stars. But if he's, like, beating Darby and who else has he beaten? MJ, MJF. Honestly, he just John Cena all over again. I don't know if he has five moves of Doom or, I mean, the one match I saw him, he had, like, a pile driver of Doom. But, like, he just kind of wins with one or two moves. So, at least John Cena took five, but. From what I've seen, he gets his butt kicked and then he hits a move or two and he wins. So, so what it's is even worse? So, say. what does CM Punk winning the championship do for Hangman Page? Well, and, and I, I, you and me talked about it again. Like, <laughs> what, CM, everyone's talking about like Hangman being like a lame champion. What if he can be the one that said, I beat Daniel Bryan and CM Punk? Now, all of a sudden, he got all the credibility in the world. Mm-hmm. The only loss CM Punk has is the MDF by a schmoz. Right. But instead, I mean, it's WWE all over again. 
like when Bray Wyatt should be Undertaker at WrestleMania. Like these things. I, I mean, never mind the fact that Bray Wyatt still got over and WWE still dropped the ball with him. But it's like these little moments when but Tony Khan wants to be best friends with like CM Punk. Like I sent you the interview where he's sitting at the press conference with him. And he's throwing out F bombs and just like basically massaging the guy's downstairs region. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Press conference. Even CM Punk said to me, like, uh, dude, like, what, what are you doing here? And uh, I think at one point he just finally says, let's fucking go, because uh, he doesn't know what else to say at that point. Like, <laughs> embarrassing. It really is, man. Like I said, I don't know if you watch it yet, but you should definitely check it out. Yeah, I saw. He just looked like a like a fanboy. Like like he gets to sit with CM Punk during an interview, and like he's just spouting off random shit. Like, oh, well, this guy was the highest draw for whenever he debuted. Blah 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 blah. Like like you said, just basically sucking him off. And it was just like really cringy because like, what is that saying about like your your other guys on the on the roster that you're trying to build up? Like, well, you, you know, like it's because of this ex WWE guy you know, that he has all that right. history of being gone for so long, coming back, like, look what he's doing, you know, he he's, well, the, he's and, the rifle champion or stuff like that, you know, it's just like, he, really, come on. He even brought up, like, the Friday Night War, and I think WWE was on FS1, so not even, like, the normal channel, and it was, like, a 30-minute head-to-head, and I forget the logistics, but overall, obviously, SmackDown ended up winning. Um, but they won like a the thirty minute head to head, but like the, it's because they put like CM Punk and somebody else, like they really like went after the smart. So oh, yeah, they loaded up the shows every time, right? right? I remember that. By the way, if you can't tell, Tony Khan is the king of cringe this week. Always, <laughs> yeah, always, re, man. Retook the throne. Well, I don't know. I mean, we could give to Eddie Kingston that promo. Uh, you need to tell everybody about that because you know I love how your Eddie Kingston shit talking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Eddie Kingston and CM Punk are the same person, except CM Punk is straight edge and Eddie Kingston is not, clearly. And Eddie Kingston had a promo this week uh, leading up to the pay-per-view. And, of course, he's taking a shot of, I think it's tequila, maybe uh, maybe it's vodka, but I think it's tequila. And he goes, demons can swim, and I keep trying to bury them, but they are drowned up, but they can swim. And it's like, oh. Here we go. And then he's like, <laughs> I, I've, been, I've been trying to put all this behind me, but you keep bringing it back out. I killed people. I've buried people. I've hurt people. And now I don't know what I'm capable of. But if Tony Khan doesn't save, save you from this match and lets me go out there, bad things are going to happen. And then he throws a bottle and ends it again with, I'm trying to drown these demons, but they can swim. And it's like, even at Christmas, just at least, <laughs> at least if you're that, at least Moxie wouldn't got held. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what to say. Like, I can't take this guy seriously. Like, you please, somebody, whoever listened, just explain to me what makes this guy relatable. Like, he's basically like a fake gangster that, like, it's too old to be like acting like he's still a gangster. Like, I think it's supposed to be a gangster. I don't know what it's supposed to be. This, 
it's man. like that just like that guy that watched Scarface one too many times. It's like, oh yeah, I I I just like Tony Batata. I could totally be Tony Batata. And like he basically has a seatbelt violation. Like that's his biggest crime. Man, or he's like one of those guys that walk around downtown. That's kind of crazy. Like yelling at kids and shit. <laughs> like trying to preach to them. Like, oh yeah, that used to be me back in the day. I used to do all this other this tough guy shit. And it's just just whenever I watch it, man, I just want to change the channel. <laughs> like, I don't know right. if that's just my age, but I don't think so, man. I don't think, I just, he's just a boring dude. The, the guy has a, he has a physique of a guy that, I mean, he definitely looks like he has demons. He has a physique of it, but like, oh. that, doesn't, that doesn't make him a professional wrestler. He's only a professional wrestler because John Moxley vouches for him and you all love him because he'll go out there and bleed every match. That's what it takes to get a this is awesome chant. Like, yeah, that is what he does, right? <laughs> That's all he does. That's all he does now. And it's just I just feel like it's a lot of the same shit, like you said, just like just you know, color differently. Like oh, here we go, another death match or uh, another promo about alcoholism. Like it's just like the same stuff over and over again, man. Is that me or is that like no, no. <laughs> Also, speaking of people with demons, Jeff Hardy, please retire. You're going to kill someone or yourself. Oh, man, I've been calling for that for fucking years. <laughs> like, what did he do now? Botch something? Uh, what else is new? <laughs> he, he, couldn't, he couldn't even get up the top rope to do the whisper of the wind. And then by the time he got up there, he basically flatlined uh, Matt Jackson or Jeff Jackson, whatever Jackson it was. Action Jackson. <laughs> Action Jackson. Um I watched a video of him doing a swanton bomb at like a high school gymnasium and he came down on the knees of uh, the butcher and the blade. Like he's going to kill someone, if not himself first, like fortunately landed on a box of Gildan t-shirts. Um, shout out to Game Cloth who uses <laughs> Gildan t-shirts. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I said you a thing where like, he did oh the whisper God. in the wind and like he said, what an awesome counter and like Adam Cole couldn't even kick him in the face because oh, yeah, yeah. like man, it's so bad, dude. Yeah, it's, it was just like the thing I was talking about with Matt Hardy. Like you're just like I know these guys want to do it, but I just it just feels sad to me that you're still parading these guys as team extreme or like they're shells of their former selves, and it's just like here's Jeff and Matt Hardy. They're gonna come out like that time Razor Ramon came out and he was like shit faced, like trying to pander to the crowd. But I feel like that's what they're doing with the Hardy Boys. Like, oh, oh here we go. Here, what's gonna happen next? Oh, he's jumping off the table. And he just lays there and convulses. Like, all right, all right, give it, give, give him a round of applause. You know, like it just seems really <laughs> sad to me, dude. Like he needs to retire for sure, man. I, I I've had enough of that guy for like the past seven years already, anyways. But like. Just seeing them get like, or him getting another run in AEW where they like to do that stuff, like it's just not like, going to end well for him. I, that's good. I mean, you hate to say it, but there's only one way it can end for him. Like, that's not good. And like I said, you were talking about a guy with demons. I, a lot of people agreed that like some of them looked off in this match last night, and we've known. <laughs> When he's been outside of WWE, like the TNA run was where like he had that infamous match with Sting where Sting had to hold him down because he was on so much drugs that there's no way they could have done the match. Right. He walks up the ramp, shakes his head, you know, 
he has a history and uh, having someone like Tony Khan as your boss, who's a cracked out cokehead, probably doesn't help <laughs> someone with you know addiction issues. Right. I don't know what his drug of choice is, but I, 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 I hope he, I hope he gets out of wrestling soon and just goes on to live his best life. But yeah, yeah, open up a BMX store or something. Yeah. Do, do the Cassius Marsh, former Steeler, and like open up a Magic the Gathering trade. <laughs> open store. up, open up a ladder and table shop. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, this, this you know, do like the car salesman go over and slap the ladder and be like, "This bad boy here." <laughs> I know all about him, man. They can hold That's so many bad. of me up here. Six, oh. six to twelve feet in no time. Oh, geez. See, look, we're or solving lives or solving problems and changing lives on this on this show, man. So one day people are gonna recognize us for that, but you know, they just don't want to accept the truth sometimes. So take your take your take your. I know we got I between Jeff Kingston and Khan. Take your pick of King of Cringe this week, but. Um, they all they all wear the crown proudly. So <laughs> let, let us know who you think gets the top spot this week. And yeah, please do. please do. Please do. Let us know. Let us know. <laughs> or tell us. Actually, Tony Khan to pass you an order. Vince could learn a thing or two from him for sitting at the press conference like a fat boy. Eddie, I'll, I'll, I'll Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston is once in a lifetime generational on the mic speaker, and he's an inspiration to us all by going out there and you know admitting that he has problems or something like that. I don't know. I think that's just one of the things people like to say about him. But Daisy once said he had ninety nine problems too, and he got over them. So, yes, yeah. Kingston could learn a thing or two from Daisy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You didn't see. Uh, is Kingston even married? Like, can you imagine Eamon being like, yeah, I wouldn't marry that guy? Oh, dude, I, from what I've seen, chicks just are lining up to get smooch on that dude. Well, I mean, it's, it's that serial killer vibe that he gives off, or like that, you know, dangerous guy. He's going to rant about a ham cheese sandwich and then drink a couple of, you know, some fireball whiskey and throw the bottle yeah. out the window. That Brooklyn accent, right? This is Brooklyn. Yeah, it sounds like, like that. Jersey, Brooklyn. Jersey, Brooklyn. I all, <laughs> I all Jersey, sound the same. Jersey makes a lot of sense too. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Jersey Shore just popped in my head. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> point is, I the amount of botches they have for being a purely wrestling show is ridiculous. Um, it's it's crazy to me like but CM Punk going back to CM Punk like says he's in the prime of his career but did you see that spot did you see that spot where like he couldn't even do like a superplex like him and Hangman were struggling on the turnbuckle and then he went to do the lariat and his knees buckled when he jumped over (laughs) did like the flipping and then uh, then they tried to do like a spot of rolling up into the Alabama slam or the reverse Timson pile driver Oh yeah, and then people want to talk shit about Stone Cold Steve Austin. At least Austin could get his moves off, like he knew his limits. <laughs> CM Punk's over right. trying to jump around and shit. Uh, it's crazy to me that like, you know, people are marking out and being like, "The summer of punk begins," and it's like, really, like, 
do we really want that? Do you really want that? Is that just a nostalgia thing? Weird, right? Like it's just for nostalgia, well, right? Like it's you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> who's there for who's there for shoot with besides Kenny Omega when he comes back? Uh Miro. <laughs> uh, who else? Uh Andrade, Alistair Black, why not? Give him Alistair Black. See what that does. What are they even doing right now? I haven't heard anything about Alistair. Didn't he just have a match? Well, they they finally cast in on Alexa Blish. I mean, uh, Julia Hart. uh, She spit the black mist into Penta's face at the pay-per-view last night. So they finally converted her like Bray Wyatt converted Alexa Blish. I mean, uh, uh, it's completely different. It's not uh, related at all. No, no. I saw people being like, oh, Andrade hasn't been used because he's off getting married. It's like, well, he's been there for over a year now. Yeah. Yeah, what has he done? Has he been getting married for a year? Yeah, he's been in the Bahamas with Charlotte Flair, giving her the old Mexican special. Uh, Miro, like, the excuse they use for him is he went off to film TV, but doesn't that say more that he'd rather film TV than wrestle? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I mean, you're right. At least Malachi Black, I guess, is winning a feud. Even I guess. I guess <laughs> that's how I feel about AEW. <laughs> like, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can even say like Judgment Day got Rhea first. So like, I, the only reason why I'm harping on this is just because AEW like wrestlers always have to be like, oh, WWE is copying us, but like they technically got Rhea before you got Julia Hart. So yeah, no big deal. I mean, I like Bliss, but you know, uh, we're not here to call out people for their stupid comments. But here we are. <laughs> to be here fair, I haven't watched SmackDown yet this week, so I can't criticize them for anything. I can't criticize ah. WWE this week because I haven't watched them. So yeah. maybe the, maybe that's criticism enough. But for real, I don't I don't even remember anything that happened on SmackDown. I don't even know if I watched it. That's all. I think I went to go see Doctor Strange instead, or was that yesterday? I don't know. That's fair. You know, a lot more entertaining. The movie was phenomenal, by the way, if you haven't seen it yet. Such a good movie. I haven't. Oh, dude. I watched, I watched the new Spider-Man this weekend. That was pretty cool. You liked it? Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, I... I struggled. I struggled with it, like, cause, like, I was the whole time. I was like, "Yeah, you should have sent him back. Like, send him back." And then, uh, sorry, spoiler alerts if you guys haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I thought I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I'm the last person that hasn't seen it. So, um, so like when he did that, like, going after Doctor Strange and trapping him in the multiverse or, or in the Grand Canyon, like when everything back. And starts to happen to him like yeah you kind of deserve it <laughs> <laughs> yeah he did so, like, like i i don't know maybe i just relate with the villains more like <laughs> i don't yeah I don't as you get older you relate more with the villains than the superhero so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you're not wrong there but that's the moral of this podcast <laughs> as you get older, you just become the super villain that's why we hold scott hall in high regard because he's the bad guy you know see, the bad guy it all makes sense Razor. Uh, Ramon, you, you out here talking about honor, integrity, we didn't want you to know, uh, uh, we don't care. <laughs> Talk about somebody who took the inspiration from Scarface and actually ran with it and did it, did it justice. See how he, like, yeah, and like he was just effortlessly cool, dude. So uh, Eddie Kingston, you can know, like 
Go kick rocks, man. Sorry. <laughs> go watch some Razor Ramon promos. There you go. I also saw Uncharted this weekend. That was really good. That was better than I thought it would be. See yet. I got my Tom Hardy fix. So we'll put that. Uh, Tom, Holland. Tom Holland. Tom Hardy. I'm tired of Tom, Tom Hardy, man. No way. That guy. Actually, Tom Hardy is in Spider Man, so I didn't get Tom Hardy too. Uh, dude, I just can never understand what the fuck he says. Sorry, my language, but every time I ever see him, it's just like, like, what are you saying? Give me some it's subtitles, man. Jeez. Uh, huh? Don't care who I water until I put on your back. Yeah, yeah. Like, what? Are you chewing on some hot dogs or, or chocolate, man? You sound like Scooby Doo. You barely adopted the darkness. I was born in it, molded in it. I didn't see the light until I was a man. You trying to tell me when he said that you didn't mark out like everybody no. does, <laughs> like AEW fans do for CM Punk? I think the only time I marked out in that movie was, was seeing the Steelers on the sidelines. <laughs> That's the only I was like, oh shit, finally yeah. something great. When he gave Batman the backbreaker, I said, this is wrestling. Clap, <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> da, 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 da. When oh, Batman man. was sitting in that prison cell, I said, you deserve it. <laughs> Oh man, I'm glad you got to use those in real life situations. Well, you know, yeah, as much. real as it can get. But yeah, Doctor Strange, man, fucking great movie. Sam Raimi is like you can see like his fingerprints all over it. Obviously, he directed it, but there was just a lot of Evil Dead feel vibes. Like, uh, that's what I was about to ask. Yeah. Like Evil Dead. Oh, dude, oh, man, it was so good. Like the horror aspects of it were really great. Um, and it fit like. Like if Sam Raimi was gonna ever do another superhero, like Doctor Strange in that, you know, in that story, like even the story was like just Evil Dead or Army of Darkness, like yeah, spoiler alert, it's like a there's a book. And it's just like, and of course this is Sam Raimi. Yeah, like of course this is Sam Raimi. Like this this is it just screams Sam Raimi. And uh I know you got a lot of hate for the Spider-Man the Spider-Man three, you know, movie that was you know, it, it was what it was, but I mean, he really knocked it out of the park, in my opinion, on this one. So go see it. It's fa- phenomenal, fantastic. I want to go see it again. All right. Check it out. <laughs> Just so you know, I don't watch any of the Disney Plus series, so I'll have no idea what to expect. Mm, you might want to watch WandaVision. Uh, but that kind of Somebody said forever. you just want to watch the last episode. That pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, you could, yeah, you could do that because... Yeah. From what from what it sounds like, it sounds like it's uh, the House of M storyline. So I, I think I kind of got the gist of it. No, uh, well, I don't. I don't remember reading those, but I know you were like balls deep in that when I first met you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with uh, with OTA is about to be over, nothing to talk about. Maybe I'll just dive into comic books and be like, uh, Marvel I mean, Civil War. We could talk about uh, football cards. <laughs> that's my newest obsession people i don't know like i was on the hunt for like a justin herbert rookie card and i had bought some mosaics i couldn't find one and then there was a card shop dude who wanted like a pretty penny for one and then i used my american pickers haggling <laughs> abilities and got it for a re- really good price and I, i'm like in too deep now man i've spent like at least a couple hundred bucks on stuff and starting to get the buyer's remorse a little so <laughs> uh, it's been a rough journey but i think after these three these three bo- the boxes that i have coming in uh they want to take a break and try to sell some of the stuff that i have so if you're interested you know hit me up on 
at SSS underscore Steelers. Maybe we could work out a deal. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. there's my pitch. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Who wouldn't want a yeah. Joe Burrow rookie yeah. card? I just sure. pulled today. You know, Joe Burrow, the guy that yeah, we all been, love. He basically won a Super Bowl. Basically. 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 I mean, yeah, you could say that. Like, I would be comfortable saying, well, he basically won a Super Bowl. Like, you, where's the line? I mean, he, he really won a national championship and basically won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Arguably, arguably one of the best, you know, seasons. You're, 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 you're splitting hairs. Yeah. And, you know, like, don't be a dick. You know, just give the man his yeah. roses right now. For three and three-fourths of a quarter, he was a Super Bowl champion. Yeah. So. That's more than the Rams can say for their quarter of a quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's some Scott Steiner math. Scott Steiner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some Scott Steiner. Yeah, see, it wouldn't be a, an episode of our show without it. So <laughs> anything else you want to add, man, like before we get yeah, too what? far off the track? Now, now, that, now that we're doing the Steiner math, I, I think that's perfect. Segue to the end of this podcast. <laughs> Not forever. But for yeah, today. for today. I mean, I don't know if there's going to be anything else coming up soon. Uh, John, you have in, any insight on the UFC? Anything going on, man? Uh, June 11th is a pretty big fight. Uh, and then, obviously, I just saw the card for July for International Fight Week. Mm-hmm. And boy, oh boy, is that going to be a doozy. Um is that the one that's going to be in Vegas, right? Is the- uh, yeah, it's going to be, yeah, UFC, uh, yeah, International Fight Week is going to be in Vegas, always is. Oh. Um, what was the one that we'd go to to in Chicago all the time? What was that? Wasn't that like an International Fight Week or am I just being crazy right now? It's been, you're just off the chains. Um, so, so International Fight Week, it's Saturday, July 2nd. Yeah, as Sonny versus Cannoneer, Volkanovski versus Max Holloway 3. Strickland Piera, um, Lauren Murphy, Misha Tate, Pedro Munoz, Son O'Malley, Robbie Lawler, Brian Barberina, Uriah mm-hmm. Hall, Andre Munoz, Macy Barber, Jessica I. Like, I mean, just top to bottom. Brad Tavares, Dresses, Duplicis, Jessica Rose Clark, Juliana. Ah, just goes on. <laughs> it's just crazy how good this card's going to be. I'm gonna have to order that one, and I feel like I say that every time. <laughs> I feel like I say it every time, man. I need to get back into it every time. It's just, every I'm an old time. man now, dude, and the price, and then how late it is. The main card doesn't start till like 11, so then I'm like half asleep with like ice cream coming off my face, and just yeah, totally vanilla ice cream, right? <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah, sure, totally, totally. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Ice cream sandwich. Oh, I should have said that instead. Never mind. <laughs> uh, June 11th is an important um, card, too, because it's probably going to be Glover to cheer his last fight of all time. Uh, when Yuri Prochaska uh, just sends him into the nether realm. Mm. But then you got Valentina. Uh, she's going to kill somebody else. Um, and then the rematch of Zhang Wali versus Joanna. Jared Jacobs. Joanna Yanjacek? Yeah. Come Jay- on, man. God, dude, do you know how to speak English? Jeez. No, not quiet. I mean, that's going to be a fun card. Basically, three championship fights. Because mm-hmm. I think Zhang and Joanna both destroy it. 
uh, what's her face? Felicia Torres, I think, is who beat Rose. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, Rose should win if she ever doesn't fight. I, she's so Carla. Carla Esparza, that's who it was. Um, Rose fights weird as a champion. She does much better at not champion. Right, 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 right. Like, this is something about the pressure, but that's for another time. <laughs> um, as, as of now, this weekend, Volkanovski versus, versus Rosenstruck. Mm-hmm. I guess that kind of gets you whistle wet, but Dan Ige, uh, he's on a losing streak. It'd be cool to see him win again. But otherwise, not a lot to get you. Carolina Calo Chick versus Felice Herring. <sighs> Obviously, I think that's a loser go home match. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but otherwise, yeah, nothing really get you. Nothing really get the people going. I guess we'll say about this. But, but yeah, otherwise, uh, yeah, retirement match. Heavyweights, which are always fun, and then Dan Ige. So hopefully you can pull it together and, and get back in the win column. Right. And it's at 3 p.m., so 4 p.m. your time, so no excuses. No excuses. I'm dialed in, man. Dialed in. All right. Well, anything else you want to add? Mm. Mm, no. Nope, not really, no. <laughs> Sorry, I was really digging around in there. No, can't think of anything, man. Well, we have kicked our coverage with this podcast, so I think that's probably fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we thought that was going to be a short episode, but here we are. We are an hour and some minutes later. But that's what we do, man. So, you know, whatever. It is what it is. There's my saying again. It's because we love all you so much. It's true. It's true. Every Each yeah. and every single one of you guys, from here, the United yeah. States to Germany to Saudi Arabia and all the other Jamaica, countries that tune in. Aruba. Ooh, oh god and that note <laughs> uh yeah i think i think we're good to go man send them home Jackson. all right well thank you all for listening like we said we always appreciate your comments so let us know what you think uh tell us how right we are and as always tell us how wrong we are and we will correct you and tell you how right we are uh <laughs> only because we love you and care and want yeah. you to be right too so. yeah Let's know it comes from a place of love and care. Yep. On that note, have a great uh, rest of your week, and we will talk to you soon. Later, everybody.